Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. And guess what? Maybe I don't want to work with you. Right? Um, we, we can't get to the house for two days. Is it, are there offers? I'd be like, I'm like, lady, they aren't even showing. Hi y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Okay, hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not prepared. I'm just kidding. I like Greek food yep. and long walks on the beach. Mm-hmm. You love chocolate? Do you love chocolate? I do. I love chocolate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only said that because in the last episode we were talking about <laughs> people might just be tuning in. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Tell us a little about yourself. Okay, wow. Hi, and welcome. This is episode 93. Okay. 93. Great. When to make an exception. This episode came about mm-hmm. because we preach a lot on here about boundaries, boundaries. and setting boundaries in your business mm-hmm. and your personal life. And what about when you have to bend your boundaries? Bend you, your boundaries. You can't always be perfect. And things come up and things happen things and happen. you just can't always be perfect. No, no. And what happens is our listeners are wonderful and they want to they want to know. They want to stick to the rules. So they thank want, the Lord. Yes, and so do I. I wish that but then they I never had that was to. impossible. <laughs> right. So when is it acceptable? Yeah. And when is it not acceptable? And how do you draw that line on things like that? Can I also start by saying we're not the authority on your life? No. You do you. If you, and my boundaries are different than your boundaries. Totally different. It all depends on where you are yeah. in life. Yes. Um, I think that the also this is as all almost all of our episodes go back to mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, having boundaries is a mindset issue. You're sh- setting your business up like a business. Right. If I wanted to look up my CPA's business hours mm-hmm. or a law office or the doctor, they have hours. Yes. That they work. Yes. They don't work 24-7. I don't expect an immediate email response from them. You can't text your dentist. Never. No, it's just, it doesn't Never. happen. Yeah. I mean, I have a neighbor who's a doctor and sometimes I want just like some quick advice. I'm like, I cannot believe I am texting a doctor. <laughs> like this is inappropriate. I know. Nobody's worried about texting their realtor at 10 p.m. on a Tuesday. Or other realtors texting To ask realtor. you if you think they should pressure wash their driveway when they lived <laughs> in three months. <gasps> this is not. It can't wait. It can, it can wait. wait. It can wait. So I think that I, you've got to layer this with first you need boundaries. Yes. And then once you have business boundaries and personal boundaries and a system in place, then and only then can you decide when to make an exception because if you don't have them, right, it's all exceptions. 
Yeah. So I think the key is to have boundaries. Uh huh. Understand that everybody's boundaries are different. For sure. But whatever your boundaries are, mm-hmm. do not expect other, don't let your boundaries um, hurt other people. Hurt's not the right word. Impact other people. For example, if you're a night owl, yeah, that doesn't mean you get to text other people at 10 o'clock at night because no. some people are asleep. No. That's just rude. That is just rude. It's just rude. You can send email at any time of the day or night. Yeah, if you want to send an email. Because the person on the other end should have set their own email boundary that right. said, I don't open my email at midnight. And my phone doesn't light up when I get an email. Neither does mine. It lights up when you get a text message always. Yeah, that's rude. So that's why, you know, if you want to be a night owl and email at night and that's your jam, that's fine. But yeah. don't expect other people to respond at night Agreed. or... You know, don't be texting or things that will alert them. Do you know what I think is funny? When we talk about boundaries, it is almost all centered on communication. Mm -hmm. How are you allowing communication to happen? How are you communicating? You know, when are you working? I guess would be the other thing. Like, when do you physically go on appointments? You know, do you have a day off? Do you have an office day? Do you hold those sacred? Like, these are boundary type things. Um, When I teach my class, I teach the... um, urgent versus it can wait list. Oh, I love that. And so there are things Tell in real estate that are urgent, right? Right. Okay. And I don't have it in front of me, so I'll just kind of wing it. But for instance, <laughs> you're in a very, very hot seller's market and you have a buyer who is pre-approved and needs to move right away. Right. If they found the perfect house or even just a house at the right price in the right location, they will buy it. Mm-hmm. If a new house comes on the market, and it is your day off, you might have to show it. Sure. Or have a backup plan for another agent who can show it if you really are not working on that day. Right. If you wait, the house is gone. Yes. Fire has not gone the house. And also bending that one boundary could save you more work in the future. A lot of it. Because if you get there and you make the offer in time and you win, you're done showing houses to that client. That buyer's done. done. That buyer's done. It's a lot harder to keep boundaries with buyers than it is with sellers. Sellers are willing to accommodate you working in business hours. If a seller texts me, unless it's an offer-related issue, um, I I can basically say, well, I'll get you that market report on Monday, or I'll tell you the feedback on Monday if I don't if I don't have it yet. Like, there's no reason why I have to find the feedback for you at 10 p.m. on a Friday, right? If it hasn't come through yet, it hasn't come through yet, and I'll mm-hmm. get it when I get it, and you're just going to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, that's you standing within your confidence and your boundary. Like, but even things like that are easy to set into place because the email template of when their house is just listed that explains feedback well and explains that they know ahead of time that sometimes you get it quickly sometimes you Mm -hmm. get it later and sometimes you don't get it at all and we just have to take that for what it is and they then they're not wondering yeah because we set that expectation i think you have to basically look at your business and say what are the tasks that i do every day or Mm -hmm. every week or every month or whatever what are my what are my real estate tasks what is it? Is it urgent or can it wait? Do I have to do it at the moment it happens? If I receive an offer, sadly, I need to get that. Not sadly, but wonderfully. Sure. I've got to get that to the seller. Yes. I can't wait until the next morning. I got to get it there. 
Um, does it mean that the seller and I have to have a half an hour long conversation that night? Mm -hmm. No. Here are the here's the email with the offer. Here are the specifics. We can discuss this at 8 a.m. tomorrow. I have said that so many, many times. times. So many times. Many times. No, I do not need to talk you through it, especially yeah. because your knee jerk to that offer is always crazy anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so you might as well sleep on it and get back with me in the morning. Right. I don't want to hear you tell me, yell at me about how this offer is no good mm -mm. when in the morning you wake up and say, I actually I feel think better. I'm going to take that offer. <laughs> yeah. I would like to take that offer. because So I'm just going to tell you now. Sometimes during the day, <laughs> if I get an offer at 10 a.m., yeah. I will send it to them mm -hmm. and say, I'm in, an, I'm in appointments, but I can chat with you at 1.30. Yeah. And it just gives them time to talk to whoever they need to talk to, crunch numbers, right. think, process, and then when we talk, they are level-headed and yeah. they're ready you, to just... Which is why I don't particularly love to call and give the offer. Oh, yeah. I much prefer to send it in an email mm -hmm. because the reaction needs to be given some space. Yep. Okay, so point being, you figure out what your tasks are, you make a list of what's urgent and what it can wait, right? Mm -hmm. And most of the urgent stuff would be deadline or market specific, like we're able to buy or it's a hot market, or it's got a deadline and mm -hmm. I got to deal with that. The other thing that you need to keep in mind, you won't have to make as many exceptions if you pay attention to dates when you're originating offers or counters. Yes, 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 yes. So do you take Thursdays off? Right. Then you, when you write a buyer offer, should not make the closing date be automatically 30 to 45 days away without looking at what day of the week that is. Mm -hmm. This is your moment to be Change like, Change your day of the week. I don't work Thursday, so I'm going to put the closing on Wednesday. Same goes with response times. Yep. You know, I always try to put my response times by 2.30 or 3 p.m. Mm -hmm. Because starting at 4 p.m., I have the kids. Right. So... If I know that I need a response by 2.30, so I have an hour and a half to handle yeah. the next step, mm -hmm. you know, be mindful of that too. Um, I have a, a real case study for us. Let's hear it. Okay. So this was just one of our listeners. Um, I'll remain anonymous, but I just thought it was a great... Wonderful. Let's hear it. Yeah. It was just a great example. So she said, um, today was the last day of due diligence and the seller was out of town. Let's pause there. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. It's the last day. Yeah. You know your seller's going to be out of town. Right. Conversations need to be had with the buyer's agent. Right. That, hey, my seller's actually going to be out of town. Yeah. Can we get an extension? Yeah. Or, hey, Mr. Seller, since you're going to be out of town, we need it done before you leave. We got to respond. Yes. So kind of just knowing that and making sure that your clients yeah. understand the mm -hmm. deadline they are under. Oh, yeah. Because sometimes they don't realize, oh, I didn't realize we had to get it to them by noon today. Yeah. You know? Right. Oh, today. Yeah, today. Yes. Um, she said the buyers had already been stalling for two days. She was trying to get ahead of it. Um, it was coming down to the wire. Of course, 7 p.m., everybody wants to start responding and getting things handled. Right. Of um, course. Yeah. So she said she just feels like she totally failed with setting the boundary in this situation because she had three days and here they are. And sometimes it's it's at the fault yeah. of others, like people right. are out of town or you can't get what you need. Yep. Um, but one of the things that she mentioned was that her broker um, always encourages anytime you write something to put an 11.59 p.m. <laughs> deadline. And then you were like, but wait, why would you? 
Because think of how many people, including myself sometimes, are last minute people. I'm a last minute person. If I have it till 11.59 p.m. I might do it then. I might do it then. I don't want to, but sometimes. You said I could. Right, you said I could. And so setting, and she, I told her, I said, you know, it will always set your response time for the time that works for you. Yeah. I see a lot of 5 and 6 p.m.s. I don't That's love that. like the worst time. I know. Like dinner. I'm going to be very honest. I just have gotten better about the time. Like the days of the week I've always been decent at, like when I'm writing an offer. But the time, and that's why I put so much stuff in my calendar. Like that's why I tell you, put your office day in your calendar. Right. Put your day off in your calendar. Put all of your kids' events in your calendar. Mm-hmm. That way when I go to look at my calendar, I say, oh, well, we're setting closing and I want to do it that day. But I've not been great on the times. I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm just now starting to be like, oh, duh. I can. You can make any terms you want. Yeah. You can do anything you want. Mm-hmm. If you're originating something at a, a weird time, you can still say to be responded by whatever time you want. Mm-hmm. You make the rules. Yeah. But you're right. Okay, so carry on with your case study. That's pretty that was she, it. She just felt like she didn't under... She was having trouble controlling the situation. Um but I think the problem is too, sometimes we wait too long. Yeah. And then the deadline is here. Yeah. And it's almost too late. It's like a bad extension. It's like a bad dash. Right. Yes. Yes. Like we, the, the extension should have been asked for that morning. Right. If you know that you're having trouble reaching your seller. To be fair, some sellers don't even tell you what they're doing. No. Uh, yeah. I have one this weekend. They're trying to show the house. The seller just got to buzz them in at the gate. Mm-hmm. And the agent calls and like, no one's buzzing me in. I'm like, uh, Okay. <laughs> And so I can't get the seller. I have to, you know, get seller wife. And she's like, oh, yeah, we're out of town. I'm like, um, um, yeah, I need to get in the gate. But you approve the showing. Mm-hmm. You approve the showing. You've got to get them in the gate. She's like, oh, no worries. I'll get them in. Here's my gate code. So I'm like, great. So you're telling me there's a second gate right. code. I needed that. that. That's very helpful now. But, you know, a lot of what happens to us. We, we don't know it's going to happen until it happens. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. everything that we teach on the podcast is how can we try to preemptively. Like <laughs> we're trying to be on the offense, not the defense. Right. But proactive, not okay. reactive. Right. right. Especially with your times. And that'll help with your. Ex- when and to make it that, you know, things do. Uh, here's the thing. Things do pop up after hours that make you bend your boundaries. They aren't a big deal. If your other boundaries are good to go and in yeah. place, yeah. because my husband understands when I say, "Hey, I listed a house today. There's multiple offers. I'm going to have to make some phone calls right. tonight." Right? Because you don't list a house with multiple offers no. every day, right? So he knows when I have to do that. Oh, okay, because she doesn't do that at night unless she has to. Yeah. So it's not a problem, right? So when things come up after hours, now if I'm just voluntarily on my phone every night, working every night, zoned out for my family. You never, they never know when right. something is really important at work. Well, because that's not an exception. That's just a routine. Right. That's that. And that was the note I took. Is it a season? Like, mm-hmm. is it a busy season? Are you having to make more exceptions because of the market, mm-hmm. because you're buyer heavy, because whatever, or is it a routine? You just take all the appointments after five, no matter mm-hmm. how important they are, because you just always say yes. Um, a few nights ago, I was crawling into bed and I got a text at 930 from an agent that said, just emailed you an offer. Uh huh. I responded and said, what's the response time? And he said, 6 p.m. tomorrow. So I went to bed. You're like, good night. I didn't even open my email. 
I woke up at 8 a.m., opened it, sent it to my seller, Yeah. spoke on the phone with my seller at 10 a.m., had the signed counter offer back to them by noon. Yeah. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. You do not need to just yeah. stop everything that you're doing. Right. If he hadn't texted me, I wouldn't have even known it was there until the next morning when I checked my email. That's anyway. fair. Because so, you wouldn't have opened it. No, I wouldn't have opened it at yeah. all. So I wouldn't have even gotten it. A lot of it is really all communication. So mm -hmm. the agent's not worried because he communicated with you. You yep. said I'll handle in the morning. Yep. I have time. Everyone knows what's going on. And if you're seller or your buyer away on the front end what your business hours are what your communication rules are like they're not expecting they need those they need to know what the rules are sure when they know what the rules are then they're not worried well maybe she's not going to respond or i don't like mm -hmm. nobody texts three times in a row when you told them i don't text after 7 p.m right <laughs> they just don't they don't even text once they feel horrible <laughs> Yeah, and when they do and they get a response the next morning, they're like, oh, yeah, I shouldn't have texted her that late. Yeah. And I don't fuss my clients. No. You know? But no. if they, if I just respond the night, like say they ask me a question at 8 p.m. at night. Yeah. Hey, should we power wash the driveway before listing? Yeah. The next morning at 9 a.m., I say, yes, I think that would be a great idea. And then they say, thanks, sorry about the late text. Yeah, no problem. I can't tell you how much that happens. And I'm like, no worries. No worries. Sometimes I'll just respond back with, now, if it was a yes or no like that, you're right. Yeah. Maybe just hold on it until the morning. But sometimes if it's like a long question, or I'll just say, yeah, I'll get this to you tomorrow. Right. Uh, like, yeah. Just so they know that you have received the text message. Right. But also just saying, I'll get this to you tomorrow sort of sets the tone of, oh, wait a minute. Now is right. not the time to work. Mm -hmm. Like it's not appropriate. Mm -hmm. Okay. When is it okay to pop tart? Okay, so this is like a big thing that I struggle with. Okay, I want to hear it. Because I truly believe mm -hmm. that no matter what level agent you are, new, experienced, uh -huh. that it's not okay to Pop-Tart. But I'm getting pushback from like new agents that say that they need that first meeting to make the connection and meet the person and develop the relationship. And I get it. Yep. So I do think it's okay. I wouldn't do it. Like based on your season of life or business? Um, when I was a new agent, I pop-tarted for a couple months mm -hmm. from phone duty. Mm -hmm. And then when I stopped, mm -hmm. um, I had kind of a scary situation that kind of reset my perspective and uh -huh. reminded me that you have to actually be careful right. and have boundaries and ask more questions. Yeah. And gather more information right. and things like that. But um, it, I made a commitment as a new agent who had no business yeah. that I wasn't going to do that anymore, that I was going to ask them if they had been pre-approved, right. do some more research before jumping and meeting them. Okay. And it worked out fine. Yep. I never... You didn't fail. I never failed. <laughs> Did I lose a sale or two? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Right. I mean, I had people that wouldn't do what I asked them to do that I never met. Did they buy a house one day? Probably. Probably. It wasn't with me. But the people that did um, and asked and and did what I asked and went through the process the right way and the right steps yeah. um, appreciated it. Right. Appreciated that I made them meet with a lender yep. first. And, yep. Um, so it's just, you know... It, it, you can't, um, with this particular boundary, <laughs> it's easy to convince yourself that, oh, well, I can, it only works this way, but it, it's not the truth. Right. So 
Flexing on this boundary is like very situational, I think. I think you can also train yourself into a behavior and that's where I get worried. Like it's not, it's not, a, it's not a big deal if you asked your qualifying questions and you felt like I don't mind popping up today right sure. now and going to shop I'm dressed. I'm ready to sell houses. I'm going to go. I'm going to go get there. Yeah. I got to go get it. Uh, but I guess I just like, if you start it that way, yeah. you may always do it that way just because right. that's what you're used to doing. Mm -hmm. So you don't have the mindset of a boundary in place mm -hmm. or you don't have the mindset of business hours. Like it's just how, how are you going to know when you're going to stop doing that? Right. And so here's my conflict with being a Pop-Tart agent also. Okay. I like to tell, I would tell my sign people and even current clients who try to see houses without being pre-approved now, people I've never met, whatever. My thing is always, um, as a realtor, we have made a promise to the sellers that the people we bring into their home have been vetted. Yeah. So it would be, you know, getting a pre-approval letter is easy. It takes 15 minutes over the phone if right. you want. Let me know if you want that phone number. And after that 15-minute phone call, we can make an appointment. Right. Um, I really don't mind showing a vacant house as much. Yeah. Because it's not disturbing anyone. Okay. I actually feel guilty if I was bending the boundary on an occupied house. Right. And making the family and the pets leave when I'm using it for my own benefit to try to build a relationship. That makes sense. Because it's actually inconveniencing someone. You're so kind. Yeah. I just feel like if it's a vacant house and you're ready to go. Right. And you don't have to make an appointment three hours in advance. Like. I like that. Because you could really just say to the buyer. I don't mind meeting you the first time here. So we can like get to know each other. And yes. see if we work well together. But only because it's a vacant house. Right. We can't go disturbing sellers. Right. Like again. Communication. Yes. Like, that's yes. all right. We're, but so I have the same thing in my notes, not that exactly. But like, what if your buyer isn't pre-approved and they're kind of on the fence and you're trying to build that rapport, that relationship? I have always been a, you get one free showing mm -hmm. and I'm using it in place of a buyer consult where you came to sure. my office and we sat down and did the stuff, right? right. Uh, fine. I will meet you at the house because that will get us face to face and then we can decide if we're going to work together. Mm -hmm. But that also only works if you have given them the buyer rules or yes. told them this is a, the one time we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. Then you have to go back to this pre-approval step and then we keep going. Like, right. We're not going to keep doing this just because I, and some people are so afraid to communicate their boundaries to potential clients mm -hmm. because either they know them or they don't know them and they just think they're going to lose them. Yes. And it's really just about communication. Hey, I don't mind showing you this one house. And I like that. I'm going to add if it's vacant. Right. Because we don't want to disturb a seller when we don't even know if you're pre-approved for that mm -hmm. budget. I had a really good friend that is always kind of looking, but hasn't ever wanted to go see anything. Mm -hmm. Just always browsing. Yeah. And this house came on the market. Nice right. house. And she said, can we go see it? And I said, you're like, oh, I know that this, I said, Do, if you feel like you're at the point where you're ready to start actually seeing houses and making appointments, then we really need to get you to talk to a lender. Yeah. And she was like, but I just, I'm, I don't really want to go that route and start collecting all the documents right now. And I said, you don't even have to collect documents right now. Yeah. Let's, and look, I know that lenders like the link, like send them the pre-approval yeah. link. Um, I have found that they, I have, I have lenders that say, I see they clicked on the link and they made it to like step four and, and then they gave up. 
So when it's a buyer that's hesitant, I'm very much like it's a 15 minute phone call. It's so quick and easy. And then I have the lender call them. Yeah. They can take the credit over the phone with permission. Um, And then, so I said, well, we don't know if you like it. Can you even buy it? Do we have to sell your house first? Right. You don't know. Do you, what is that monthly note? Yeah. And she was like, I know it just, it has the, this, that I need. And these houses don't come on the market often. I said, all the more reason you want to be pre-approved. I know. And I stuck to my guns. You were like, she, and she pushed back like three times. I said, how about this? Can I copy you on an email to the lender? And she said, sure. So I did. And I said, Hey, lender, my client is copied on this email. This house just popped up. She's not really seriously looking, but we just have some questions. And I said, here are the questions. Can she buy without selling? What does a monthly note look like in this price range? Do they qualify for 3% conventional or do we have to go 5% conventional? When you get a moment, please call her at this phone number. And these are the questions that we need answered. You, you sort of like backed her into an yeah, application. I did. <laughs> I but also, I found that I was telling her, when you talk to the lender, ask this. You're like, no. And then I realized she's not going to remember. I'm overwhelming her. Yeah. So I like that, then, though. You just sent the questions. Yeah. I'm, so I sent the questions that I need yeah. answered to the lender. Mm-hmm. Lender looked at it, prepared numbers, mm-hmm. called her. She goes, I'm so glad you made me do that. Oh, wow. That was what she said. Yeah. And I said, good. I said, I'm not going to lie. It was hard because I, right. I weren't being very cooperative. I, wanted, I didn't want to push you and like scare you away, but you just feel so much better. Yeah, after. you need to know. And she said, you're right. And she was like, and now I know that we don't have to sell our house. Right. And that we could probably go three months of double mortgages if we have to. Like she knew it she that had, well. Like, damn. So then all of a sudden... We're like actually house hunting. Yeah. So not only did it make her feel like, like it made her more motivated. It made her into a a real buyer. Yeah. Versus just running, showing house and maybe I show her another house in six months. That's right. That could have happened over and over again because it was the financial stuff she still wouldn't have known. Right. But it's scary. It's scary to buyers. Yeah. And like she's bought a house before. Yeah. She owns a home. Mm Mm-hmm. But the process can seem scary and they need a professional. Mm-hmm. That's like us going into the dentist and saying, I think that this is what I need done to my teeth today. Well, will you fill this too? Yeah. I'm going to do this and that, and yeah. I don't need you to t- guide me or direct no, me. I'm just going to run the show. That would be a disaster. Right. And we as realtors need to be professionals and it, that's how boundaries are set. Yeah. <laughs> that's how boundaries are set because we are mm-hmm. guiding and directing yeah. them and even if you get pushback right if you gently get mm-hmm. them where they need to be they will appreciate it and remember yeah. that you were the professional agree okay i have another note okay it says only you think giving good service means being available all the time mm-hmm. only you right Giving good service doesn't mean you have to pop up to every appointment. No. Only you think that, that that's a total self-limiting belief of the realtors. You're like, oh, I'm going to lose business. You're the only one who thinks that. Right. Your client wants you, they have your boundary. I guess my point of the whole episode is maybe you don't have to make that many exceptions. Yeah. Maybe that's they're, right. They're a handful, but they're it's pretty short. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's just not so many that you have to do. Um, that's I kind of like want being a pop tart. Yep. 
people think that you can always make exceptions because it's a new client. Yeah, I gotta do that. And this. you just can't. No. It can't be every person. No. I also think the problem I have, and maybe others have this, I j- it's hard not to internalize if they lose a house because you couldn't go that day. Sure. It's really tough to be like, oh, but they, they might have wanted that house and now the house is gone. But that can happen if you set appointments eight hours later and it goes pending. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, Mm-hmm. That's tough for me. Like, that's really a tough pill to swallow because I'm like, oh, I feel bad because I couldn't go yesterday. And, mm-hmm. or like now it's pending. What, mm-hmm. Such is the nature of the game. Right. Like, I don't know how to, I don't have a, I don't have a solution. I feel like that's the real estate God's way of shutting a door right, that like wasn't that's, meant to be. That wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant to be. Y'all, yeah. The timing didn't work out and it just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And if you're in a situation yeah. like that, calling the listing agent and saying, Hey, I've done this before. I have a buyer that wants to see your listing. They can, they are wanting to go right now, but I honestly I can. can't get there. Yeah. Um, is if we go tomorrow, do you see that being a problem right now? And sometimes they say yes, yes. and sometimes they say no. No. Like, <laughs> like there's not any show. We're not expecting any oh, offers. I just love when an agent calls me and they're like, or texts me. Um, we we can't get to the house for two days. Is it? <laughs> Are there offers? I'd be like, I'm like, lady, they aren't even showing. Right, you're fine. It's okay. You're good. Uh, but I appreciate, like, you have to ask. Yeah. That's the best way to handle it. Yeah. And then if if she says we need to make it work, that's when you start calling someone in your yeah, office just get or someone whatever help. you can do to get someone to help. I know. The other thing is, I think that we are, because we're all busy and it's hard, we don't trust each other. Mm-hmm. So when the other agent would tell, if I told someone, oh, no, it's fine. You won't, you'll be good until Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, no, no, no worries, no offers. And then they want to say, or they say, will you let me know if you get an offer? And then I say, sure. You have to then tell them if you get the offer. Right. Like, it's not right to be like, oh, it's I fine. always say, like, I'll try to remember. I know, right? Because it is tough. You're like, oh, my gosh, it's a hot. If something go, if all of a sudden they start going crazy. Yeah. I know it's hard. Hello friends, we are so excited that so many of you are using the template course and the reviews are just pouring in, letting us know that it has helped your business as much as it has helped our business. Yes, listen to this review. Thank you so much for providing this wealth of information, knowledge, and template form. So far, I've used a handful and received positive feedback like, this is so professional, or I really appreciate how organized you are. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah, your clients are actually going to say that. Yes. All right, here's another one. Thank you so much for this. I can't tell you how many times I've started this and how many notebooks of samples and notes I had. (laughs) I have ADHD and it is super hard to stay focused on getting it done. Having it all in one place is going to make it so nice. That is what we're here for. No, just look, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Just use these. Yeah, nice and simple, easy, ready to go, ready for you to put your own logo on, make it sound like you. So head over to hustlehumblypodcast.com slash course slash course and check it out that's right and you're going to enjoy them you're going to love them you're going to change your life literally fired my (laughs) assistant they are the best enjoy the template yes enjoy Uh, my other thing with other realtors in this topic um, the difference between being MIA and Mm -hmm. having boundaries is that there are agents that are never reachable never never Never. no hours of the day or night I'm not saying that you're supposed to have boundaries and that means that people can't find you. Mm-hmm. Like every 12 hours, you need to be able to like sure. check all the messages. I yeah. mean, like, you cannot be gone 
and no one is monitoring. Like there are agents who literally don't answer the phone, mailbox full, don't answer text, don't answer email. There are people all the time in our local realtor group that are posting in our Facebook group saying, um, does anyone know how to find so-and-so? Or my broker had to call so-and-so's broker because they won't respond to the offer I sent or right. the message I left or the, you know, the repair request. Like, you cannot just fall off the face of the earth. Yeah. That's not boundaries. Not okay. That's not okay. That's mm-hmm. just, that's just providing poor service to your clients and to the whole community. Right. Uh, just no good. Mm-hmm. Um, another time that you could make some exceptions Ooh, is to accommodate a season of life or going on vacation. Okay. For example, let's hear it. I'm in newborn phase of life right now. True. I have a baby. True, true, true story. Um, in the past, you would never find me awake at 4 a.m. Hell yeah. Huh? I'm awake a lot in the middle of the night and mm-hmm. it takes forever to feed a baby. And I am checking email and You're things like, well, like that. like, well, I might as well do something. Might as well do something. Yes. So, but here's the thing. I don't want people thinking I'm emailing at 2 a.m., 4 a.m., 1 a.m., whatever time it is. Yeah. Um, and I don't want them thinking like, they can. They have to respond at that time. Right. So I can assure you, I'm not responding at 4 no. a.m. So I'm typing a lot of emails sometimes. You leave them in draft, and I leave them in draft. You, um, can you schedule them? I can't schedule send on my phone. On the phone, which is frustrating. Yeah, but at least they're in the draft. So, yeah, in the so morning, in the morning I just hit them all. Send. send. I think I've told this story before. My neighbor was in, I think, pharmaceutical sales for a long time. She's very efficient, very hard worker. She's retired now. She would sometimes said she couldn't sleep at night. She would leave her computer. I don't, maybe she don't want to bother a dog. <laughs> she would leave her computer in her closet. Okay. And if she couldn't sleep and she'd go in her closet and she would respond to emails just like you did. She would hit draft. And then in the morning at 8 a.m., she would hit send. And she said, I'm sure people were like, wow. She's so on top she's of it. Right on top of it. Like this morning happened and she was like off to the races. Everyone got an email. But I that, know. That's a great method. Yeah. Just leave it in the draft. Right. Every few hours, hit send. Right. And, and, you know, I'm a big proponent of getting enough sleep. So if I didn't have a newborn and I was having trouble sleeping, I don't think the solution is to pull out your laptop no. every night. You, know? you should sleep. You should try to find a way to right. cope and sleep. You know, you got to fix the problem. Mm -hmm. But when it's a situation like a newborn and you're not going to be asleep no matter what. Right. Maybe this is a time where, well, I have to be awake. So I'm going to just take advantage of it. Or like when I was in Australia, I had to make phone calls at 6 p.m. Yeah. Normally I'm unavailable at that time. Right. Um, But I also let everybody know the situation. Yeah. And that, is it okay if we have a call at 6 p.m.? Right. Um. That was more also for lenders and title companies yeah. who have like business nine to five hours, hours. just to make sure yeah. that. Um, so I think it's good to communicate with other agents and let them know what to expect if you have something coming up. Yeah, I agree. Um, I do have on here. It's okay to make exceptions in a competitive market yeah. when you have to like go and run kind of like you were saying, mm-hmm. is this house going to be available? Yeah. But how long is it going to last and is it sustainable? Right. And if you feel like this crazy market is here for months to come and you're very buyer heavy, yeah, you may need to get a new agent to help you with shows and you need to realize, okay, I had to flex my, I'm having to flex my boundaries more because houses are flying off the shelf. 
my family isn't seeing me like they should, right. or my dog isn't seeing mm -hmm. me like he should, or I'm missing my workout class, which is not good for my mental health. Yeah. That is when it's time to maybe hire someone to help you with shows. Yeah. I've even been telling some of my buyers lately, look, you may meet my assistant at some point. This market is so crazy. Yeah, we just have to. We just have to have a team effort they to don't get care. into the house. They don't they care. They don't care. Yeah, Because you're still going to be the one that gives them the advice when it's time to write the offer. Right. Yeah, I think that that's important that you have like a backup plan because mm -hmm. is it a season or is it a routine or is it a habit or how long will this market last? Who knows? Right. Um, I, it's so hard right now giving like good advice because some of these new agents, they don't know any different. Right. This I'm is like, all they know. I'm like, y'all, this is not always going to be the case. You're not always going to be buyer heavy. You're not always going to be in like a crazy seller's market. You're just, it's not always going to be like that. And again, it's, it's like good old potty wise. Mm -hmm. Begin as you mean to go. Like, sure. What's, and you don't have to do all the transactions. Yeah. If the market's so fire hot and you've got enough clients, then refer out some clients. I did something that was really hard for me this weekend. Let's hear it. My husband's work crawfish boil was at our house Saturday. Mm -hmm. So I knew all day Saturday, like I am not working. Yeah. Um, I let my assistant know, hey, if something comes up, I'm going to need you. I don't have anything right now, but it might come up. Yeah. There is a uh, guy who had been come through the website lead, a website lead about five years ago. <laughs> right. Okay. I have followed up with this guy for five years. Uh-huh. The reason I haven't marked him as like delete yes. is because he always kind of says just enough to say he we'll be ready soon, soon. and okay. he's he responding really he well. does respond okay. you know he's not one of these non-responders yeah. anyway i have not heard from him in over nine months mm -hmm. he emailed me friday at 8 30 p.m oh gosh and said Alyssa, we're making a trip into town can you meet us in the morning well that is really ballsy i know and i said Tomorrow, like Saturday, you were like, huh? I said Saturday, question mark. Um, I said, I'm going to be honest. I am totally booked tomorrow and I cannot meet. Do you are, have plans to come in town in the near future? And he responded back and said, not at this time. Whenever we're ready, we need to act quickly. And guess what? Maybe I don't want to work with you. Right. Maybe if I've been trying to help you, it, it was rude. No. But I, I was thinking... I've been trying to help you for five years. Right. Like I logged into when he first came in. Yes. And it was like 2016. Yes. And I looked at the number of times that I had checked in. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, mm -hmm. he's ready and he's annoyed that I'm not coming. And that lets me know we may not work well together. So what did you do? So I said, he said, not this time when we come in, we, we're going to need to act quickly, blah, blah, blah. And I said... Okay, I understand. Well, next time you do know you're coming, just give me some notice and I'll be sure to get you on the schedule. Okay. And he didn't respond. Wow. So I have a feeling he just called around until he got someone to come. Yeah. It's not going to be me. And that no. is okay. Do you want me to tell you the funny underlying part of that? Hmm. He was an online lead. Right. He had no loyalty to no. you as a human. No. You were just a lady on an email. Right. He's not. You're right. just some chick. Mm -hmm. He's like, listen, some chick, if you won't show up, I'll just get some other chick to show up. I think sometimes, especially online leads, think, fight for me. I'm going to make I'll all the realtors you, no, no, work for me. I'll tell you me. what they think. 
they don't need the relationship part no. of it because they think you're just opening doors. Yeah. They don't think that you're doing any type of search. It's fine. I have delightful clients that I got from online leads. Right. That are wonderful people that sure. I'm friends with. Mm -hmm. I just don't know if I went back to the beginning and did it again, that that's the route I would go. Right. Mm -hmm. I just don't know. But I'm, I mean, like, you can sell real estate that way. Sure. But that's why he didn't care if you showed up. No. No, I need you to jump through this hoop. Yes. Because I'm ready to go. Now. You're like, but I've asked for five years if you mm -hmm. wanted to go. Right. That's crazy. Um, Another exception I have been making is I try not to call other agents. Like, I try to keep it all via email, you know, mm -hmm. to help them be respectful of them. Okay. But I'm having to call agents before showings right now. Okay. Before I go show a house, I'm yeah. calling them Got to an say, offer? do you have any offer? Don't let me go over there if you do. <laughs> Don't let me do it. Because we can't depend on them to tell us. Well, they're so busy. I know when I'm in a multiple offer situation, I can't remember to tell every agent that said, let me know. I know this is hard. And y'all are probably going to yell at me through the the whatever <laughs> earbuds. Um, I just have this really weird stance about this. Hmm. Like, I, it look now 50 offers. I get it. That's a lot of offers. It's hard to reach back out to, but you still have to, right? Yeah. But my point is if you have offers and then you have 10 showings for tomorrow and you know, you're taking an offer, you need to tell the 10 people. Oh, I do that for sure. You know, you got to tell them. I think that it's easy to communicate with the people who have appointments because you can just use showing time and it emails all of them at one time. Yeah. I, sh I struggle when it, I have like a number I don't know, text me. Yeah. And it's like, Hey, Alyssa, just checking to see if you have any offers on Main Street. Yes. And I'm thinking, no. I don't know who you are. And are you a buyer? Right. Are you an agent? You know, and I say, no, not at this time. And then they say, awesome, we'll keep me posted. Who are you? I don't even know who you are. Do you have a buyer? Do you have an appointment? Are you? If you're in showing time, if you're in showing time, you will be notified. Um, you know what I just was thinking? I feel like I heard this from someone. In the realtor remarks right now in this, especially if the market's really crazy where you are and you have offers, one, two, 10, whatever, and just go all caps in the realtor remarks. We have received yes. offers. Yes. Response time is 2 p.m. tomorrow. Put it everywhere. Put it wherever you can tell these eight. Put it in the auto email from showing time. I do that. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like, hey. I'm doing my best to tell you. Right. I can't inform people if I don't know they're interested, mm -hmm. but here you go. I was in a multiple offer situation one time and I eat, it was like five offers. I emailed all five agents from the email that they sent the offer to me. Uh -huh. You are in a multiple offer situation. We are taking highest and best by 6 PM, whatever time you choose to put. And I sent it out. One agent never checked his email. Uh oh. And he was surprised to find out that his offer wasn't chosen. And he said, Well, if I would have known, we would have submitted a highest and best. And I screenshotted where I emailed it to him six hours ago. Sorry. And I said, I'm sorry, I can't, you know, call, text, and email every person. Like, right. it's a lot. Right. I, the way you sent me the offer, it's I sent back is how I responded. And that's just how it's going to have to be. Um, another time that I have had to make an exception. Um, occasionally, and I have one here, the client's schedule, but for real, but for real, not like they prefer no, like, this, like they, like they really are in a bind and yes. this is the only time yeah. they can chat with you or the only time that they can 
go see a house yeah. or and these are the people that have done what I have asked them to do. Right. I will make an exception for you. Yeah. Um, motivated. Yep. The job is a legit reason yeah. or the circumstance. But the problem is people say, well, my client gets off work at five, so I just have to. I, no, 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 no. Like, you need to be the professional that tells the client sometimes, well, we may have to do a lunch break I, or yes, whatever the case that, may be. We'll say that. Yes. Do you have a lunch hour we could go right. on? Mm-hmm. I think the problem is a lot of agents, and I used to do it when I was new. Um, okay, and, and oh, we'd love to show you this house. That's great. And if you need to go after five, that's fine. Like, why did I put that out there on the front right. end? Don't even say that. Yeah. Don't put it out there on the front end. Like, if they push back, then you can try to address it. But, oh, and if you want to go after five on the weekend, I'm available. Right. All the time. I have I'm a, available. I had a client recently that's like, my husband doesn't get off until 630 every night, blah, blah, blah. But it's amazing how one day the house that she really wanted came they could market. show up and oh well let me see if he can ask his boss for an hour and guess what the boss said sure so they amazing. buy that house yeah did you show a bunch of houses after 6 30 no. before that <laughs> they had asked thank god the thing is though they had a house would come up at you know lunch okay by 6 30 or 7 it'll be gone it was gone so they were losing them and then, then this house and she's like sorry we just can't we just can't you know and then all of a sudden, she's like, we'll it's make the it happen. They'll, people will make it happen if if that's right. the option. So yeah. if you say, how about Tuesday at 1 p.m. or Thursday at 2 p.m.? Mm-hmm. Pick, like, you're giving them options. Yeah. So it just, whenever you're using, that's the thing. People want to bend their, they're too quick to bend their boundaries. Agree. And they say, oh, it's just the nature of the job or this or yeah. that. I am not against bending the boundaries, but people are overusing it. Yeah. And then the more that you flex, the more that you flex. Yeah. And next thing you know, you have no boundaries. You have none. Yeah. (laughs) So you really have to keep them in check. For sure. That's all I got. That's all you got. Okay, great. I have a toast. Great. Wonderful. Um, This toast is from Devin Palm in Sarasota, Florida. Okay. Okay. Devin says... I just wanted to toast to my friends Paige Schneider and Brenna Davis. The three of us are all newer agents at different brokerages. Oh, cool. They're at KW, Better Homes, and Remax. They're all over. Cool. Love okay, that. and we have all truly embraced the spirit of community over competition. I so, this that. sounds like our intro. I know, so cute. We're for different companies. It's right. like community over competition. <laughs> we visit model homes together, take content picks for each other, and share marketing strategies to help better each other. We also bond over, over the podcast episodes all the time. I am working on my way, wait, I am working my way through from the beginning, and they both pick and choose episodes that appeal to them, so we each get to share tidbits of, oh, they're like curating the podcast. Oh, that's like some, yeah, some yeah. of them listen to some, and they share tidbits of advice that the others may not have heard from. That's neat. That's so fun. Very efficient. Uh, yeah, because 90 hours is a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Just terrible. wanted to say thank you to them and thought this might be a little fun surprise. It is a fun surprise. Well, I hope they picked to listen to this episode. We'll have to attack them. <laughs> Devin's going to have to be like, um, you need to listen to yeah. it to make an exception. <laughs> hey, guys, they talked about us. <laughs> so you've got to do this. Um, okay, also thank you to um, Katie and Alyssa for your amazing podcast and teaching us all that there is that there is room for agents there. Wait, and teaching us all. <laughs> That there is room for agents to be successful together. There is. There is. I love that. That, that was, was great. So good. Okay, well, cheers to Devin. Cheers. And Paige. 
and Brenna. Perfect. Okay. Bye, Bye. friends. <laughs> Goodbye. That dog sure is barking a lot. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good life.